Good morning, Parkway Life Church. Y'all living the big life? That's what I'm talking about right there. I'm talking about that. Hey, uh, boy, what a presence of the Lord during our worship service today. Man, I felt that so, so strong, and I know y'all did also. And uh, I, I want you to stand with me for the reading of the Word of the Lord today. And um, I, we are in a theming of services that we're calling Summer Soul Care, and we're doing that on Wednesday and Sundays, and we got a devotion there to connect with you. And if you don't have your devotion, devotion get it. But uh, we, we, this is a rich time. I want to stop and say it's been rich for Nathan Keating. And we're still in the middle of it, and we got a lot left, but, but it, this has been really rich for me, kind of an awakening for me in my spirit, and I, uh, I say that honestly. I've told my wife that, and so um, take that journey with me. Take that journey with me and what the Lord is doing in my life, and I believe that he's working you in you also. But uh, today, I, I really have something burdened on my heart to preach to you, and I feel like it's a message that can minister to everyone in the room and even people that are not here that are listening online. I believe it's going to minister to people. So let's, let's, we're just going to call this, Who Scared My Soul? Who Scared My Soul? And I want you to go to 2 Timothy 1 and 6, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. And, it, and, and I'm going to read it, but I want to read it slow enough that it just sinks in. Is that cool? Here we go. Therefore, I remind you, in other words, this has been said before, but I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> I'm going to remind you of something. Therefore, I remind you to stir up, stir up, get something moving again, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. That's powerful right there. Verse 7. For, say this say this with me would you would you say this part with me? for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind don't you look right there in verse 7 there's something I want that amples amplified to me this week and I want to amplify it to you and preach about it a little bit that God has not given us what so fear is, we often just say fear, but there's a spirit behind fear. The spirit of fear. The spirit, everybody say the spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but look, power, love, and a sound mind. Heavenly Father, speak to us today. Lord, you don't have to make any of us heroes. You don't have to make any uh, shine, any lights on any of us. We just want your work to be done, your spirit to be done, your power be done. And God, as we speak directly to this spirit today, we're not playing games here today. We're speaking directly to this spirit, but we have a greater spirit in us that we're speaking with that is going to defeat this enemy of fear today. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. God bless you. you may be seated. A man was desperate for money big need of money and he decided to go rob a bank can I just tell you something if you need some money that's not where we're wanting you to start and if you do start there don't wear a parkway t-shirt is that cool is that cool don't don't do that but this old boy he he, he needs some money went rob a bank he had never done anything like this before and he's extremely nervous and walked into the bank 
and uh, he, he, he <laughs> went to the clerk, and he looked at the lady. He said, don't mess with me, lady. He meant to say, don't mess with me, lady. This is a stick-up. That's what he meant to say. Don't mess with me, lady. This is a stick-up. But he was so nervous, first time he'd ever done this, he said to the, blank, the bank clerk, don't stick with me, lady. This is a mess-up. That's just funny. And I'm sure it was a mess up. It didn't start off very good. The reason he confused the words was the presence of fear. He was scared. He was fearful. Actually, fear can mess up a lot of things in our lives. And God wants us to be free of fear. Not so you can go rob a bank. But he does want you to be free of fear. He tells us his word, there's no telling how many times he tell us, tells us to fear not. Angels will show up and say, fear not, fear not. It is not God's will, and I want you to hear this closely. It is not God's will for you to live in a state of anxiety. And anytime, this is, this is, I want this to sink into you, anytime we are living in fear, we are going to mess up. It creates that in our life. It creates confusion and faith. And, and when, when, when the Lord kind of laid this message on me this week, I was actually driving, and this thought came to me, and that was this. Faith will cause the soul to grow, but fear will cause the soul to shrivel. So faith comes in and, and that heart begins, to, and that soul begins to thrive and it begins to grow and, and all of a sudden fear comes in and just the opposite takes place. My soul begins to shrivel because fear is not of God and if allowed to grow in the soul, it will, it will, it will absolutely create soul issues that manifest itself somewhere in your life. Faith, however... Is a, it's like a growth hormone for the soul. <laughs> the soul just begins to, to thrive. And, and, and as faith is interjected in the soul, it's like, it's like a steroid for the soul. And it begins to thrive. And as it begins to thrive, it begins to swell. And good things come out of that. And the soul begins to respond in a way of good. Where when the soul shrivels, uh, not so good things, things that begin to, to draw down on our life, to pull down on our life. And you can feel it, you can feel it, you're not going to get away with it, that fear when it starts shriveling that soul, you're going, it's going to manifest in how you feel. I, I, I noticed something, I begin to think about this again this week, and I noticed something, and I, I hate to even say the word COVID because everybody's so sick of hearing all that mess. But I noticed since COVID that there is an extraordinarily heavy amount of the spirit of fear has seeped into society, and I would like to say, and I hate to say it, but has even seeped into the church. And I, we've always had... We saw, fear has always been in around. I mean, it's why we're talking about it in Bible days. 
Uh, it's always been around, but uh, there were themes throughout seasons and times throughout history that maybe kind of pushed the button and the spirit of fear seemed to be released in the atmosphere a little bit stronger. And in 2020, what hit our world seemed to kind of hit the eject button of that spirit of fear into our society stronger than we had maybe previously in our lifetimes have felt that. And, and I know maybe COVID came and went and and, and, but, but, but it's, still, it's still lingering in our society. It's the spirit of that. And, and I think that's what the Lord was dealing with me this week, that uh, Nathan Keating, I want you to come in the authority of the name of Jesus, and I want you to preach to some of that spirit, preach against some of that spirit, that it has got to go in the heart of the church. Amen? So the more fear grows, it, it pushes as our soul shrivels through fear, it pushes us into a cave. And we're drawn into that, that cave. And everything is drawn down. And, and we feel the weight of that fear. It's affecting, it's affecting even things like our parenting. We're, we're, we're seeing that affect parents. And I especially notice in the parents of kids born during covid that, that season where it was at its peak, that I, I really noticed it in that, but also have, have noticed it in the kids, uh, that, that they're, the kids are scared of everything. And I, I know some of that's just being a kid, a child, but I'm talking about like excessively fearful of so much around us. Parents, parents, and it's not just the kids that were born in that, but I've noticed parents are are kind of living and thriving in that. And, and our kids are picking up the spirit that we're... I'm not, I'm not mad at nobody today. I'm just... I'm just I, I want to preach, amen? And, 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 we're, and we're, we've, we've kind of we've brought that into the house. And we're wondering why our kids are reacting this way and fearing this way. And it's sometimes because maybe we've brought that. We've opened the door to that spirit attaching itself to, to who we are and, and what we are. I, I, I want to say this, and I'm not, again, don't have a name, and I'm not picking on nobody and all that stuff, but I've, like I said, I've even noticed in the church and in our kids' ministry, we're noticing that uh, even in our kids' ministry, when, when, when people, uh, some parents are just wrestling with, with things like s- stuff that they, they used to not deal with, man. I want to tell you something right now, and, and again, I'm not after anybody, and they didn't tell me, nobody told me to say this, I just really felt this, but uh, our nursery is about the cleanest place in all of Lumberton. No, I, I'm really serious. We have a professional cleaning team that is hired that comes in and cleans this entire church. They do it twice a week, twice a week we hire a company, and they clean from one end of the building to the other end of the building. And then, if that's not enough, we hire another lady that comes in she's from the outside also she comes in and just in our nursery and tots washes and disinfects every individual toy I'm telling you it's the cleanest place in all of Lumberton I'll tell you this it's a lot cleaner than that buggy at Walmart even if they gave you a little wipe for the handle it's still we, we win we win Amen? And so I'm just going to tell you, 
it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a safe, it's a blessed, it's a good place. It's got the favor and the blessings of the Lord on it. We try to be wise. But what I'm trying to tell you, the spirit of fear, we can blame it on a lot of things. And, oh, we're this, there's just that. Without, but let's just stop and say, it's a spirit. And it's trying to attach itself and it's bringing it inside the church. And I want to step up and be the voice of the Lord in this room to tell you that it's not, it's not welcome among the children of God. Come on, somebody. That spirit has to go. It's not of God. And we can win and we can defeat it through the power of the name of Jesus. And so uh, we, we've got to win. There's, there's, there's no choice because we must win. We must win. Am I preaching to anybody else today already? God's speaking to us today. And so let's talk about this spirit of Fear. My dad, my, I, my dad, we, my, my mom and dad, we talk a lot, uh, obviously. And but this morning I talked to him before I came to church, and and uh, I said, Dad, I'm, I'm I'm preaching on fear today, preaching on fear today. He said, Oh, good, that's good, son. And I said, But I'm preaching on the spirit of fear because the Bible says it's a there's a spirit, there's a spirit behind it. He said, Nathan, I've never heard, I've never linked it into being. A spirit, and, and we talk about fear, but we never talk about the spirit of fear. But I'm just telling you, it's a spirit, and I feel it in our world, and, and it's one thing to be in the world where people don't know Christ, but in the church, we can be free of that junk. Amen? We can be free in the name of Jesus Christ today. And so... Let's talk about that spirit of fear. Fear manifests itself in, in many ways. It's going to come out. Some of the more serious ways include panic attacks, and which are defined as sudden brief episodes of intense fear. And I know there, that maybe some of us have felt that, but the next thing I'm speaking about is what I've really seen amplified, and that is phobias which are defined, and you think, well, that doesn't affect me. Let, let me. let me speak it to you right here. It's defined as persistent, irrational fears of an object or any situation that presents, listen to this, no real threat. That's what a phobia is. It doesn't even present a real threat, but I've become, and, and, I, and I know, I know we, we want to, again, try to put nice labels on it, but it's just a spirit of fear. And fear is linked to all kind of things that manifest, such as cardiovascular diseases, hypertension, digestive diseases, headaches, skin disorders, ulcers, stress. If a person is worried all the time uh, and, and, and this fear is on them all the time, it affects maybe uh, what they eat or how much they eat or how little they eat. It, 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 I'm just going to tell you, if fear is on you, it is going to manifest somewhere. You're not, you're not going to get away with it. You're not going to go, well, I'm, I'm, all, I'm tough. No, 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 no. If you don't deal with the spirit of fear and it's attached itself, it is going to manifest in your life. And I'm here to tell you as a bald little white boy that I want to tell you something. It's not of God. God does not want it in your life. And he wants it to be removed in the name of Jesus. And I don't have the power for that. But I'll tell you what, I possess the power of that through the power of the spirit of another, another spirit called the spirit of God.
And so keep you, fear can keep you from being the father or mother to your children that you need to be and they deserve and can keep you from being the grandparent or whatever it may be. Fear weakens God's people and that weakens God's work. It's not of God. Fear is a problem. Fear is a problem. And this is why it's a problem. Because it focuses on our circumstances rather than on God. And so we get, we get really linked in. And we always have circumstances. <laughs> we always have circumstances. But when we're linked in on the circumstances, we're, rather than God, that's, that's fear attaching itself to our lives. And in reality, fear is actually an attack on our soul. Because it is attacking our faith in God. Fear robs us. It robs us of the confidence. The confidence of knowing that God's got this. He's in control. And it robs that. And so because that's robbed, fear robs that. That soul shrinks. And so I think I have to take control. And I have to take control to manage everything that I'm no longer trusting God with. And I'm just going to tell you this. We stink at that management. We're not good at managing that. And, and you're not going to get good at it. It's bigger than, than you. It's, it's above your pay grade. And so, but God's already bought this stuff. He's already paid for it. And he's got it, he's got it under control. And there may be a hundred reasons for to be afraid. And I know we have to do our due diligence and we have to watch out for things. That's not what I'm talking about, but we have to do our diligence. And there's there's hundreds of things to be afraid, but there is no reason not to there is no reason for us not to lean into the thing, the one thing that trumps all of the hundred things that we could be afraid of. And as that is we have the spirit of God in our life. When a Christian is fearful, this is tough, but it, it hits home. When a Christian is fearful, the sign of forgetting the promises of God. I have to remember the promises of God. And, and, and so I have to lean into that. We are, we are like the supposedly experienced paratrooper that um, he was so experienced because he had, had so many jumps. And so one time somebody came to him and they said, we hear that you're an uh, experienced paratrooper, and so tell us how many jumps you had. And he says, well, I've had, I've had 25 jumps. And he said it with a little, little pride and a little, and, uh, then he, and, then he, <laughs> and then he dropped his head and he said, well, to be honest with you, I've only had one jump. I've had 24 pushes. 24 times somebody pushed me, only one time I really jumped. Sometimes God will push us in order to help us overcome our fears. And I hope that's what this message is today. I hope it's a little push for you to help you overcome your fears. Abraham Lincoln, during the Civil War, had his old Bible, and this old Bible is still in the museum and on the text that I'm about to read to you is a smudge mark on the Bible at this particular verse because they said he would read this during the Civil War when things were so on him as 
a president. It was Psalms 34. He said, this is where his, his finger had, had smudged the page. It said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. When, when life is bigger than you and it's bigger than the things than you can handle, that is a scripture for you, that he can deliver you from not some of your fears, but all of your fears. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what I feel like I'm doing today. And I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, uh, this sounds super spiritual, and I mean it to sound it that way, because it is spiritual. And that is, I feel like today as a preacher, I am preaching up against a spirit. And I'm not here to play games. I'm, I'm preaching up against the Spirit. And that may sound weird to you, and that may sound crazy to you, but I'm going to tell you, the Bible says in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. And so as we see the coming of Christ get it closer, the fear in people, and that's one thing in the world, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be within the children of God. Anybody in the house today? Don't let me be up here preaching against the spirit of fear. By itself, I come against with the army of God up against the thing that is trying to, to destroy the people of God, and I come in the name that is above every name. The name of Jesus. Amen? So I sought the Lord, and he found me and destroyed and all of my fears. Someone, someone here, I, I know it is because the Lord laid this on my heart this week, but there are people, lots of folks under the sound of my voice today that are dealing with fear. And fear keeps you from acting in faith, and without faith it is impossible to please God, and so we're coming against that spirit of fear. And whatever storm you may be facing when it comes to fear, I want to give you an anchor scripture and then we're going to break this scripture down a little bit. It's Isaiah chapter 41. If you're taking notes, and goodness, I hope you are. 41 verse 10 says this, do not fear. Somebody say, do not fear. For I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right Hand. Let me preach that scripture just a little bit. Let me look, let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's look at it. Let's delve into it. Let's make it a scripture of a promise for you and I. You ready? Let's look at it. Do not fear. Why? Why? Do not fear. Why is that? Why is that? Because I am with you. So who is the I am? The who, I, who the I am is, is the creator of the universe, the God of glory, the one who was and is to come, the great I am, the mighty one, the one who, who spoke a word and the foundations of the earth were prepared, the same God of glory that is with you every day that you live is the same God that can deliver you. He said, do not fear for I am with you. I'm not trying to tell you do not fear because Nathan Keating, your pastor, said not fear. That is not going to get you probably anywhere. But I will tell you, do not fear because Big Daddy said not to fear. Are you with me? Do not fear for the Holy One says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be Anxious, do not anxiously look about you. Now, what the next part of this verse is so powerful. In fact, it's a it's a text 
that is is one of the most powerful texts if you're trying to overcome any kind of addiction or any kind of thing or any kind of stronghold in your life. It's this, it's this word. Do not anxiously look about you. Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not anxiously look about you. Don't, don't look about you. In other words, like this, we, we, are, we are living in a day and age that we are looking about with with such a knowledge and a force that has never been in all of the history of the world right now. Like there's always been fear, there's always been trouble, dear Lord. We've had world wars, we've had issues, we've had Sodom and Gomorrahs during those times. We've had, we've had sin, we've had struggle, we've had political issues, we have had uh, Caesars and kings that were wicked and mean. This world has always been bad and trust me, I know that we're in a rough, rough season. But I'm going to tell you this, let me tell you this, let me tell you this. The difference now is we have technology and media that connects us to it instantly. And so even in my younger days, I used to deliver the newspaper, and people didn't know the news till I got to their door with the newspapers when I was a young boy. But that's not the way it is now. It, it, people know the news. Uh, something happens in Bangladesh, and I get a text about three seconds after it happens on my, on my watch that tells me that, that such and such is going on. So we're all connected all over the world to all the happenings of the world, and it feels like it's pressing on us because everywhere we're, we're looking about us, and so fear is creeping in on us, and it's pushing in. On. Am I telling the truth today? Anybody hear me? And, and so he's saying this, it is a relevant word, even in 2023, do not anxiously look about you. You're, 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 you're opening up Facebook, you're opening up uh, Instagram, you're opening up whatever, you're, and you're anxiously looking and, and what's about you. You're turning on Fox or CNN or what, I mean, and, and you're anxiously looking. He said, do not anxiously look about you. Why? For I am you're God. I'm the one. I'm the God of your circumstances. I'm a God of what's going on in the world. I'm the, I'm, I'm the, I, am, I am the God. If you will look at me, in other words, what he's trying to tell you is you've got your focus in the wrong spot. Hey, hey, over here, over here, look at me. I am your God. Look at me again. When you, when you feel the trouble and the, the, the situations in life, I, I just, just, just hit me. I, was, I, I remember going on a cruise one time. And I'm not one to get uh, seasick on stuff. I've been on a lot of stuff like that. But I was in a uh, uh, in a in a, the dinner theater or whatever they call it, and I was in there, and and all of a sudden my my head started going, y'all. I don't know, maybe you. And I thought, oh, it's not good. I've never felt this before. But I remembered what they said to do, and that was go go to the the outside. And, and look, just just get out. And so, man, I'm going to tell you what, I left that meal so quick, Dana probably thought the rapture had taken place. I, I, and, uh, but, but, and so, and boy, I went out there on the side of that ship and, my, and, 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 and looked up, and man, my, everything got straightened out again. I don't know why I'm telling you that. I have no earthly idea to tell you, but I just felt like saying that, that some people need to get out of what you're focused on and look at something bigger than you. Somebody needs to get out of... 
So the room, the room, oh, I feel this so strong for some. The room you're in's making you dizzy. And we're so claustrophobic in our own room that the phobias are driving us balitzo. And the last thing we want to do is look at something bigger. But God says, listen, I need you to quit looking at what you're looking at and start looking at something bigger. I need you to see me in the picture. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Can you, can you give the Lord a praise? I'm Jehovah God, and I've got this. And so do not anxiously look about you. That's, that's, that's a huge, huge phrase. And as long as I'm, I'm fro focused on these small things, these things that are popping up in the circumstances of life, I stay, why, why, why is that? For I am your God. I'm your God. Somebody say it with me. Say, for I am your God. Let's do it a little bit quicker because I'll go a little quicker, okay? For I am your God. Let's do it one more time. Ready? For I am your God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Have you caught it yet? For I am your God. Oh, you just caught it. For I am your God. Somebody say, he is my God. Because you can read through this and go, well, for he's my God. No, no, no. He, he is your God. Somebody say, he's my personal God. He's God. He's my God. What am I doing right now? I don't know. He's my God. Come on now. He's my God. Come on, you're you going to get it a little bit. He, he's your God. He's your personal God. Kim, stand up. I like what Kim says. Things happen in her life. She goes, I'm God's favorite. I love that. We all know that's wrong. We know that I am God's favorite. But, but still, what I'm trying to say is, I, he, you know what? He is. Kim is his favorite, and Nathan Keating is his favorite. He, love, he, he even loves old Pastor Shaw. He, he's his favorite. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did. Hey, hey he, he's God. Somebody say, he's my God. No, 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 no. Say, he's my God. Next time the winds and the waves and the struggle and the pressures come against you on every side, you need to stand up and say, I'm going to quit looking at the waves, and I'm going to look at my God. Come on, Justin. He's my God. He's my God. He's the God over the water. He's the God over the sea. He's the God over everything that's coming against you, every pressure, every issue coming against your life. I'm sick of standing up and letting fear destroy the church. We are the church of the living God. Come on, somebody. Come on. Stand up and help me preach just a minute. We are the church of the living God. I'm sick of taking a back seat. Don't push baby in a corner. We're the church of the living God. We're coming out of the corner. God's got power and anointing and authority on us.
Now, 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 y'all don't clap now just because I'm acting crazy. I want you to give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, give him a hand. He's your God. He's your God. He's God over your circumstance. <laughs> Man, I got a lot more notes to preach, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. Touch somebody around you and say, he's your God. Touch somebody around you and look them right in the eye and say, the spirit of fear has to go in Jesus' name. Touch somebody else around you and say, the spirit of fear has to go in Jesus' name. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit up in this house right now. Mm, some of you are letting the bully on the playground come out. And he's speaking at you, and he's talking at you, and he's saying stuff at you, and you're going, well, I, I guess the way I'm going quiet to down, quiet down the bully is to hide from it. To, to, to run from it. If I ignore it, it'll go away. And every day that little bully comes out and goes, I want your lunch. And he's eating your lunch. Until you get made up in your mind, he has stolen my lunch and stolen my days and stolen my life and stolen seconds and hours from my day. And old Mr. Bully, you hadn't seen what I'm fixing to unleash on you. Because I got a God that's greater than Karate Kid. I got a God that's about to step on the scene. And with power and authority, I stand up and me and myself don't scare the bully. But behind me is Big Daddy. And I'm saying, I know who I am. I know who my God is. I'm not running from you, spirit of fear, but I speak with confidence that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm your God. I'm your, somebody speak faith. It's speaking faith. I know, I know how you have moments that, that you come up and you want, you want to speak something negative or, 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 or fearful. It wants to come out of your mind. I need you to understand that words carry power. The Bible says death and life is stolen in the power of the tongue. It, it, uh, life is stolen from, from the tongue. When we speak words, they're carriers, and they're carriers of power. Are you going to give them positive power or negative power in your life? I'm here to tell you, I am going to speak life and life more abundantly. Let me tell you about this church. This church has got God called, God anointed in the middle of this hour for such a time as this to set people free to bring deliverance. That's the positivity that I'm speaking in my life. Adina, 
God called you to be a counselor, and he anointed you to be a counselor, and he laid that anointing on you, and I feel it. Hallelujah. And with that confidence, we step into broken, bad, messed up situations, and in ourselves, we can't do anything because hell's created so much trash, but with God, through God and his power and the spoken word, God gives us power to speak to people at every level and every situation and bring hope and healing and restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come here, Pastor Cody. Come here, Pastor Cody. Come here, Pastor Cody. Come here, baby. You, you know how to skip? You know how to skip? Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 This is the fastest Pastor Cody's moved in a week. Come on. Hallelujah. Woo. Hey. Some of you in here are thinking, I'll never come back to this church. I'm freaked out. I just got to tell you. What the enemy tried to speak over to him was cancer and destroying his ministry and all of that. But I watched for months on months without this church knowing only him and I and his family knew. But he stood up against that, that cancer and he wouldn't speak negativity. He wouldn't speak death. All he spoke was life, 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 life. Come on, somebody, life. I speak life over your circumstance. I speak life over your circumstance. I speak healing over the spirit of fear. It's, I come against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pastor, you lost your mind. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When you mess with the church, I get ticked. And the devil is messing with the church of the living God. And it's not just his church. I'm talking about the big C church. He's messing with it. And he's trying to get the church of God to cower in a corner and be fearful of who we are. I'm not scared of who we are. Who we are is what made us what we are. And when everything is gone, there is still going to be a church. You never forget that. And you are a part of the church. You're one of, I hate to say the word lucky, but you're so lucky to be in the church. You're so lucky to be in his presence. And I come against everything that would attach itself to young families. I would come against everything that would attach itself to middle-aged and elderly people. I don't care what's been spoken over you. I speak something higher over you that's got greater authority saying be free in the name of Jesus. Christ. There's power in the words in the name of Jesus. Fear will cause you to lose the joy of the journey. And I rebuke that. God wanted you to have freedom in your journey. And I'm mad at hell for what he's trying to do to the children of God. But we have confidence in God. We're his favorites, Kim. We're his favorites, Kim. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm God's favorite. Hallelujah. Kim's going to get jealous about that. But I serve an omnipotent, omniscient God that he can be, you can be his favorite and so can he can think Kim's his favorite. He's that God, all-knowing, all-powerful God. 
I want our, I, 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 I've got so much more of this message to preach, but I kind of went AWOL. But I want, I, want our, I want our prayer team to come up right now. And I had faith. I had faith in these services today that God was going to put an anointing on our lives to, to, to see fear come down. I want you to put that scripture up about casting down vain imaginations. Put that, put that scripture on the screen for these awesome folks. Look at this. Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Somebody, somebody do this right here. Do it right here. I want you to act like you're grabbing hold of fear. Would you do that? This is what about says that imagination that comes up. And it, and it starts manifesting itself, and it starts working itself out. And before you're five minutes into it, and you've gone, you've gone 50 years down the road. Come on, somebody. You know I'm telling the truth. And fear is work. I need you to grab hold of that vain imagination, and I need you to cast it down through the power of the name of Jesus. Ex everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Amen. God. What's, what does that mean? The knowledge of what, who your God is, the power of who your God Man, I feel this today. Cast that down and, and bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so he, he, grabs, he grabs this stuff with the right hand of his power and authority. He says, I've got you, kid. I've got you, daughter. I've got you. I've got you. I've got you, Cody. I've got you. I'm with you always. I'm here with you. I'm walking in the storm with you. Does anybody feel what I'm feeling right now? I come against everything that exalted itself in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we've got an amazing prayer team that's up here. And all of these people, every one of them have fought fear. Every one of them, including the guy talking to you today. I always say this. I'm always passionate about fear because at the age of 22 and 23 years of age, right in there, I was crushed with fear. I was newly wed and had a little health scare that just really didn't have much base to it, but it overcame me. And my soul shriveled and the fear grew. My faith went down and my fear grew. And I was messed up. I was struggling on a day-to-day -day basis. And I've preached that before here to folks. But I'll tell you quickly the two things that set me free. Two things. The first one is I memorized about two or three scriptures that were promised scriptures in the Word of God that every time the vain imagination of fear that was spoken in my life, every time I would get the sword of the Spirit out and I would quote those scriptures. I didn't have time to go look and go, how do you get what page it is it? Not No. Memorize. You are smart people. You are smart people. You're smart enough to remember two or three scriptures. Memorize them. And be, be vigilant. Be, be, God, I'm going to use it. Philippians 4 and 8 was one of those for me. And, and every time that rose up, bam, bust it with the scripture. It's a sword. And you do that enough time and fear says, I'm not going to that house. You bust it. The second thing that gave me deliverance, that was the first one is speaking the word of God every time, every time. I don't care if I have to do it 10, 
30 times a day. Speak that. The next thing is I went to an altar. I was in Longview, Texas, and after a message, I went to an altar, and I was so tired of this bully of fear. And I, I stepped to an altar at the end of the sermon, and I'll never forget, I could take you back to the spot in the building in Longview, Texas, in that, in that service. And I came down, and, and y'all know I'm kind of a demonstrative little fella. And, uh, and, 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 and so I came, I came to the altar, and I was so tired. And I kneeled down like this. And this may look a little crazy to you. But I literally went from the back of my feet all throughout my body just like this. And I said, Lord, I'm taking every bit of this fear. All my, I'm taking every bit of it captive. You said, cast your cares on me for I care for you. And I'm literally going to cast these to you. And so I gathered that fear up. And I handed it and I put it on the altar that night. I, I set that on that altar. And when I felt like I had that on that altar, I stood up and I began to praise God that I'm no longer carrying that trash anymore. And there have been seasons when it's tried to jump off of that altar. And I said, no, 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 no. And I preached a message about it years ago called the trophy over fear. And there's times when you win a trophy, you don't have to go back and win the trophy again. And, and I remember saying, oh, no, 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 I already won a trophy over that. <laughs> We're not going to do that one again, devil. We're not going to do that. We face what we have to face in life, but we're not carrying that trophy of fear. And so we got victory over that. And we stood up, and I began to praise God and worship God for what I had received at that moment. And I'm here to tell you today, somebody is going to leave your fear in this house. And this altar, the blood of Jesus is here. And I'm just going to tell you, if you will leave it here, it will be covered that even when you step back in this room, you won't see it through the, 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 what used to be, but what can be in your life. And so I need you to, I need, and, and fear will cause you. Fear will try to cause you to not even want to get prayed for. That's, that's, but I need, you to, I need you to understand there is freedom in prayer. And I want them to put the scripture that I started this message off in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. And I want you to look at it again through the lens of what I preach. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. That's what we've been doing in this service. Stir in the gift, which is in you. What? Through the laying on of hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and sound mind. And so we're going to we're going to pray over you. We probably won't be able to pray for everybody, but we're going to pray for every, as many as we can. And then when we get through here down front, I'm going to have you pray for each other, not in a weird way, but we're going to pray. And if you will step out of this and come to this altar, I am believing that the same thing that happened to me can happen to you and freedom come. The people are already starting to come. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Come in as close as you can. As close as you can. I want, I want hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Close as you can so everybody that wants to come can become. I want, I want, I want healing to come right now in the name of Jesus.
I want healing to come right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As we begin to sing, come on, as we begin to sing, come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. All across this room as we're praying here, I want you to reach over and touch somebody that you know. If you know somebody around you, or just, just reach over and touch them. And with the authority of the name of Jesus that's been placed on your life and the Spirit of the Lord on your life, I want you to, I want you to come against with them the spirit of fear that's attaching itself to them, the fear of their future, the fear of what's going Come on, would you pray over them right now with the authority of the name of Jesus? All across this room, would you just lift up? Come on, pray, pray over somebody. Pray over somebody. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah, Lord. We're coming against everything that would raise its head in our family, over our kids, over our parenting. God, let the peace of God rule. Let the anointing of God rule. Let the victory of God rule in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody said in Jesus' name. Somebody speaking in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you just lift your hands right now to the Lord? Just lift your hands right now. Would you do that across this room? I want you to, I want you to let go of that fear. I want you to let go of it. Come on, let go of it. Let God have it. Just as those hands are raised, come on, Lord, I'm submitting to you. I'm submitting to you. I'm submitting to your authority, your power. Give me freedom from this junk that we're facing. People are facing things in their businesses and their lives and families, and I come against it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want, you, I want to hear you say it in this room. Let it ring. Say in Jesus' name. That's the name we have authority in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can you give God praise today? Can you give God worship today? Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Live and walk in freedom. In Jesus' name.